What's up, everybody? And on this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss the NCAA Final Four on both the men and women's side, and we discuss Lamar Jackson in the NFL. So make sure you guys tune in for this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports, where we discuss the current topics and agendas that is currently going on over the past week since we last talked. So without further ado, fellas, what's good? Ain't that much. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> nah, but it's all good. Um, everything is all good. I'm glad to be back on so, and ready to get started talking about what's going on in the world of sports today. Yes, indeed. We've been away for a while, you know. Next time to recharge the batteries. Um, spring weather is 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 kicking in, so which means everybody's allergies will be kicking in just the same. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> oh, you got to rub it in on that point. Huh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I did my time doing that stuff, so this guy is all used. I'm not, oh, gosh, I don't even want to talk about it. But anywho, so let's talk about what's going on. Uh, we are now officially have our Final Four, San Diego State, FAU, Florida Atlantic, for those who might be alphabet challenged, uh, UConn, and, oh, gosh, who's that last one? Miami. Miami, gosh, yes. The paid squad. So. They are getting paid. You can't oh, that. <laughs> I mean. Money, money. I, I, I can't be mad at it. I mean, they, you put out probably top dollar for for a premium product. You better hope it gets where it needs to be. You got that right. <laughs> and they got there. Uh, so with that being said, I know everybody's brackets. I know everybody's stuff is this really just um shattered i didn't even bother to do a bracket this year just because i just knew i didn't know what to expect who to expect where to expect so i know earl took advantage of a, of, of doing a bracket you know do the work and uh it was just funny to see <laughs> his disgust at times when things weren't currently going his way so i could only imagine you know uh the disgust for a lot of other folks so yeah. What do you guys think of this this uh this final four? I'm 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 pleasantly surprised and pleased with it, just due to the fact of everything that's kind of how it went down. I'm in the middle. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. There's a lot of new blood in there. Not surprising because my brack has been jacked up since last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't it even up into the weekend? The beginning of the uh. Was it shattered by the end of Sweet 16 or was it really shattered by the time you got to the Elite Eight? It was really, I was still kind of in a hunt by the Sweet 16, but by the time it got to the Elite Eight, it was just like, I was, I was, I was way behind. I was like 20th place and then, you know, the rest was history. <laughs> so, but no, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, you, you, you find a person that could have said UConn, um, UConn was going to be in the final four. Florida Atlantic was going to be in the final four. San Diego State was going to be the. You you find anybody that could have said 
those four teams are going to be in the final four at the beginning of this. Nobody would have picked pick that. And don't sit there and try to t- find me one of those computer generated models that they got everything right because I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I picked them. <laughs> I didn't even pick UConn. I didn't think UConn was even going to make it to the Sweet 16, let alone the Final Four. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I just truly believe that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, well, wh- what we do know is the, the, the COVID year, given the, the one year, you know, additional year of eligibility to some of those players really helped those quote unquote mid majors, which, you know, they, their players were able to stay longer, develop. Um, and the, the transfer portal makes it so that you really don't know what you get nowadays. Yeah. Who would ever thought that, uh, a Duke, a Kansas, a North Carolina. Uh, who else is a blue blood in basketball? Kentucky. Out of Kentucky. You know, all those jokers that got all that super duper talent will get knocked out the first weekend or early in the second weekend. I mean, it's. I love it because it's just it just shines the light on some new blood. But um, it's just bananas that you know it makes it very difficult to sit there and want to participate in a in a bracket challenge because unless you are familiar with the 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 mid-majors now and know those names and understand how they play you you don't stand a chance in my opinion yeah that's i mean quite frankly this is something that we've been pining about talking about for the longest in regards to having more of a balance um because all these powerhouses was for the most part running rough shot throughout all that time and the mid-majors right now is, it's their time. So I'm definitely rooting for any of the mid-majors to win it all because it only solidifies the fact that the transfer portal works um, in, in, in this particular case um, as well, because right now it's not all about like your powerhouses, the first thing that you think of, like the Dukes and the Kentuckys, like you was talking about. Right now, it's all about like the Gonzagas that's been um, solidifying their their time in college basketball. And now you see the come up of some of the more mid majors, like Kansas City State, Kansas State, Kansas City, Kansas State, and Florida mm-hmm. AU, and all of them. Um, so that you now seeing like these mid majors where scouts are now taking a look at all these teams now and. Quite frankly, it's it's working out well for them. Uh, well, just one correcting. Uh, Kansas State is in the Big Twelve. Sorry, <laughs> but you know what I meant. Like, yeah, some of the, they're not a household name. They're not right, a household yeah, name, right, right? And I think that's really where I should say not more of the mid majors, but it's just you're seeing different teams now um, being showcased now more than the powerhouses that we're so used to. And so I think that it helps because now, like scouts and everything is not just going to look at particular um powerhouses that we're so used to but they'll look at all teams that's been in the ncaa tournament and see how well they're looking i mean some of the mid some of the mid teams that you know you didn't even know existed are now further advancing themselves in the tournament you're starting to hear names of those players that's a part of those teams now they're going to get looked on especially for the upcoming draft so i think this is a win-win for the ncaa as a whole 
Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, I mean, the weekend's game is actually pretty compelling. Outside of UConn, you just basically blowing out Gonzaga. I mean, you know, you know, K-State, Florida Atlantic, that was a really good game. Uh, Miami and Texas, I was surprised Miami beat Texas. And, and, they, did, and they beat them. Um, San Diego State, Crichton, ooh, that was a tough one because I was listening to this um, – so it's a guys talk this morning, um, not guys talking sports, but guys on um, <laughs> Sports Center and NFS1 talking about the foul. And I'm in the middle because I get what they're saying is the foul even was like kind of hand on the, on, on the shoulder. I mean, on the hip, he really didn't push him. He just kind of just touched his, touched his um, hip. And then the guy sold it really well because he went flailing and the guy really didn't push him. So they're saying, well, if you're not going to call that foul for, you know, 30 some odd minutes of the game, don't call it then. Mm-hmm. But everybody's saying, it's a foul, but then don't call a foul if you're not going to call that foul in the beginning of the game. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> however, however, don't ever leave it up until the hands of the refs. I mean... I, I, you know, I, I didn't play, you know, organized sports, but I've always heard other people say, don't leave it up to the refs to, you know, to decide the game for you. If you're going to win it, win it before, you know, before the seconds on the clock. And you hate to see stuff like that. And I get it. But I mean, I was cool with either one of them going, but you just hate to have those kind of things mar a great game from you know start to finish and that was a pretty physical game and they was letting them boys bang hard i i i am liking san diego state just for their toughness they they remind me of like some of the old Big East squads from back in the day just going out there rough shop and just playing physical physical games and smart offense tough defense you know it's it's i i like it um and i'm hoping i i hope Look, I, I, I'd like to see San Diego State win it, but hell, I would love to see FAU win it too. I would love to see somebody that nobody comes up and expects to see, like the time when uh, Shaka Smart led. Um, what's the squad in Virginia? He was running at George, not George Mason, because that's Larinaga was running George Mason to the Final Four 17 years ago. And that's what got him to Miami. Shaka Smart was with... Uh, was it George Washington? Not George Washington. Uh, forget the name of the school in Virginia. Um, it's outside of Virginia, outside of Richmond somewhere. I forget the name of it, but uh, oh, I can't think of it now. VSU yeah. or BC, something like that. BCU, Virginia, BCU, yeah. right, 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 right. You know, I love, I love the fact when they make it to the Final Four. I think it's getting to the point where I think one of them can actually win it this time. Um, personally, I would love to see a San Diego State UConn matchup because I think that would be a real tough because I think UConn is back to the UConn of old and how they used to play with the Big East back then. I mean, currently they're in the Big East now, but it's not the same Big East from before. Um, that would be my dream matchup. Uh, but trust me, to have either one FAU or San Diego State cut down those nets, man, I, I'll be definitely watching the TV hard next Monday uh, for that one. No, you're not alone on that. I think that would be uh, – it's something that a lot of people may say that they don't want to watch, but I'm pretty sure that they're watching because they're intrigued to see how far they can take this. 
any other teams could take it. Um, I do agree with the, the simple fact that so many people nowadays are looking at it where, you know, this, this just shows the balance of the NCAA, um, which is why, I, for whatever reason, I believe that I can't do no more. We can't do no more brackets because you just never know at this point. The brackets used to be because, you know, you 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 would know that certain teams would at least make it to an Elite Eight or the Final Four. But nowadays, with it being so unpredictable, I think that it's just going to be more intriguing for people to fill out brackets now because you never know. Um, so I, I I love the fact that it's so unpredictable now than it is before, which makes it more enjoyable for me to watch because, like I said, you never know. But getting back to what you were saying, Smooth, I completely agree. Um, and to be honest, your sentiments about the, the game um, is what everybody has been talking about um, from the ref standpoint. Yes, it was a foul, but if, like you said, they have to, if you're going to be like that and you're going to, if the refs are going to call it, they would have to call it throughout that whole game. And the fact that they didn't do it showed that that's where, that's where the game, how the game was going to be played. Um, you can't expect the refs to bail you out when you've been physical the whole time. And the rest, like, the rest was letting everything go, bottom line. They was letting everything go. They was going to let you win for yourself. And you can't wait to the last minute to complain about a foul if you've been physical all game. That's just how it is. So once you see where the refs are standing in regards to whether you're going to get the calls or not, then you should automatically know that if you're not getting any calls throughout that whole game, you're not going to get that call at the final 60 seconds of the of the game. That's just how it is. Yeah. Whether it's a foul or not. Because if that was the case, then the rest should have been doing that the whole game. But then in that particular case, with the way the game is being played and physical, mm -hmm. it would have been so ticky-tack. There might have been a bunch of foul outs and a whole bunch of... So one way or the other, the game would have been decided by... Egreg egregious types of fouls versus mm -hmm. them not wanting to call fouls, but then with the last, you know, last 10 seconds, they wanted to decide to call. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if they would have, if the rest would have been foul, like calling those type of fouls right off the bat, then the players and the teams would have eased up on the physicality. So it would have gotten to that point where they knew whether or not these rest are going to call this foul or not. But once the rest let everything go, they knew that, all right, so the rest of this game is just going to be, we're going to be physical. So it would have been, I think the rest did what they were supposed to do. I think it was fine how, I mean, of course it was a foul, but I think that at the end of the day, the rest wasn't going to just change their minds and start being, you know, start calling these type of fouls at the last play of the game. So well, I think it I was credit. consistent. It was more consistent than anything. Well, well shoot, I'll, I'll credit the um, San Diego State player for selling it because <laughs> he sold it quite well. I mean, sure you do that right in front of the refs and do you, you know, start flailing to the side. I was just like, really? <laughs> and then when they slowed it down, all you saw was his hand on his, you know, side. He didn't push. He didn't really hardly even nudge. He just jumped up, had his hand on the side, and the guy went. <laughs> and you do stuff like that, ref's going to be like did it right in front of me. Ugh. So if the, I don't think the kid sold it well, he still would have went up and bricked the shot. He, he might have got away with it, but 
like I said, you hate those games to be, you know, have the outcome be determined like that. But I mean, hell, it was a good game nonetheless. And I'm rooting for, you know, anybody outside of UConn to win <laughs> the championship. Only because if they really want to show the parody, then it would be fitting for a Miami or, you know, San Diego or Florida AU to be, you know, one of those three teams be for the championship game. Because if UConn gets into the championship game and UConn wins, then you, then people can sit back and say, well, a blue butt was in there. Everything leveled out once you got to the um, championship round. But it's nice, like you said, Ace, it's nice to see some new blood in there. And, you know, you credit, you know, the one and dones were really credit the transfer portal. I mean, the kid out of North Carolina, I think it was North Carolina or Duke is hitting the transfer portal. Somebody else I heard was hitting North the transfer Carolina. portal. So, I mean, you already have big names that are, you know, out where before that wouldn't have happened. True. Yeah, Caleb Love from North Carolina. Oh, he's going to he's gonna be a hot ticket item. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Miami has a couple ones and duns and they'll turn around and flash a few dollars for him to come on down because uh, either that or other schools, other schools that can afford it. It's going to mimic <laughs> what Miami is doing. <laughs> you know, and there's nothing they can do about it. I mean, it's if you got boosters with cash and they wouldn't, that's how they want to splurge. You know, I just, I can't see every school being able to do that, but Miami's always been kind of on the uh, skirting with. <laughs> I mean, I it, 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 it ain't back in the day when, uh, with, with loot. <laughs> it was, was, was it, what was the main feature at hurricane football games and uh, right, right. having them at the clubs. But I mean, Hey, you still got DJ Khaled and, you know, Rick Ross and all them cats down. I, you never know. <laughs> Silently just pushing a few dollars to the table. <laughs> but it's not just the, the the boys too, but the women is doing well as, as, as suspected too. So the whole Miami, I mean, Miami of university is really doing, is thriving in athletics. Um, not not their football teams, but you know. I mean, I'm talking about in basketball. I'm talking oh, the women's hoop squad? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was happy to see the women's uh, uh, lady lady huskies get knocked out. That was a uh, very uh, very satisfying for me. <laughs> can I can, can I say this? I just want to hey. say, Gino, gotta you gotta you get either get with the times or you're gonna be like Roy Williams and Mike and Mike K mm. and and um the coach from Villanova that that bounce right. Yep, they're all. Going, Can't be bothered, right? They're gonna throw up their hands because the way you used to dominate, the way you used to just collect players, stash players, hoard players, and just had a steady pipeline coming to your school where yes, you had the top-notch players. And I'll give him that. Two of two of his best players were hurt. But the writing has been on the wall for the UConn Huskies for the last couple of years. Um so you can't you can't stack and hoard talent like that anymore. People are going to go other places. So either you're going to stay in the past, or you're going to have to you know, you're going to have to catch up. And Gino has been sounding like a guy who doesn't want to catch up. <laughs> he he whining like Dabo. <laughs> <Clemson>. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I don't want to do no, this. No, no, he wanted like um, um Saban. Oh wow! But, well, well, he he's he's been he's been a lot more vocal. Well, college football is a, a, a miles away, but I like I just didn't like the way that he tried to call Dion out there and and didn't want to recant. True, but Dion, <laughs> you know, I know we didn't talk about football, but I just had to say Dion's up for a rude awakening because. He ain't gonna pull him like he was pulling him at Jackson State. And he ain't playing the competition like he was playing at Jackson State. So he about to come with a rude awakening. Gotta be in it to win it. True. True, true. And true. you know he's gonna have a bullseye on, on that. Colorado's gonna have a bullseye. Regardless. They're gonna they're gonna wanna smash the hell out they of that. Gonna, they gonna make sure <laughs> that they send a message to Dion. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be it's nothing against the, the Colorado football team, but they they're going to look to smash Dion. With no question, they're gonna look to try to <laughs> like he's gonna. Have, yeah, you're right. He's gonna. It's gonna be a tough, tough season. Mm-hmm. He he's gonna win. Yeah, he he ain't gonna be doing it like he was at Jackson State. And oh, I don't yeah. know how the hell we managed to veer the football that quick. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna back. veer. We're, we're gonna veer right back. You know. <laughs> my, my my kudos and tips to uh to to um. To, to to coach Daly and the uh, South Carolina women's basketball team, they're looking like they're going to go back to back. Oh, you know what though? I would not count out that uh, the Iowa squad. Yeah, that's and, it. They, and they played they played each other in the Final Four. So I, I agree with you. Like Caitlin Cart, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good matchup. Like mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm more intrigued about that particular matchup matchup than whoever's in the championship. Mm. Because as much as I like LSU, I, 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 to be honest, if LSU makes it against South Carolina, I'll be intrigued to watch that too. Mm-hmm. But I think with the way that, to be honest, it's really just who's gonna, who's gonna, who can actually dethrone South Carolina. That's really where it boils down to. And whether it's Iowa, LSU, or the winner between Ohio State and Virginia Tech that's playing right now, like, I really want to see who's going to be able to at least keep up with South Carolina. I think it's going to be South Carolina. South Carolina loses if South Carolina beats themselves. Yeah. They have to play poorly, and their opponent pretty much is going to have to play. They're going to have to be 90 to 98% efficient on everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Because they can master uh, South Carolina can master deficiencies, it's still it still win because they have far better talent. But if they play poorly and the next team plays great, I can see that David and Goliath sort of thing, you know, where uh, you know David just kind of slings that shot and just hits him right in the eye. That one particular time, that's all it takes. Yeah, that's all. That's like the when was it that uh, was it Georgia? Or was it South Carolina that dethroned UConn in that one? Um, it probably was South Carolina. I think it that was, was right Carolina. in the, 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 the cusp of them beginning to be that dynasty. Correct. When they dethroned uh, UConn in that Final Four. But I don't think they won it that year. But they beat UConn to get to the to the championship. But don't quote me. I'm not very well-versed on uh, women's hoops when it comes to that. But yeah. that was a great game. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure about that one, but I'll, I'll I'll stay I'll stay away from that. But yeah, very very compelling games on the women's side, indeed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When they when their championship is on Tuesday next week. Yeah, it's usually the day after the 
day after the guys. Uh, the women's championship? Mm-hmm. Isn't it the Sunday. day after? It's on Sunday. It's on Sunday? Oh, okay. they're going to play on Sunday. Okay. 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 That's going to be fun. Oh, right, because they'll, uh, they'll do Friday, Sunday. And the guys will do uh, Saturday, Monday. Correct. Right, right, right. Okay. Correct. Well, that'll be a jam-packed full of week, a jam-packed week weekend. Hmm. Yeah, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday. True. Well, uh, any closing thoughts? What do you guys predict for the uh, as you're going into the championship game for the men's side, and who do you predict will actually win it for the men? I have no flipping idea. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, it's just like it's it's too unpredictable. I'm gonna just enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna try and pick. It's, it's just just sit and watch and enjoy the the the, the, the show. I mean, you you technically have a zero to twenty five percent chance of uh, correcting the winner. <laughs> I don't I don't like those odds, man. Sorry. Nah. And only one person in my and only one person in my work bracket actually had UConn pick. Surprise, surprise. Oh. And uh, it, was it a, a UConn, uh, was it a UConn uh, alumni? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Might be, because only one person out of our entire pool had UConn um, to win it all. Well, you know how it goes, you know. But he, he, that, he, that's the only one he has right out of the four, I'm assuming. I think so. Because everybody either had Alabama, University of Houston, or Purdue. I, I had a str- I had a strong feeling that Alabama was. I was about to tell you. I was about to ask you that question. I had Alabama, but I was very I was skeptical of that. But I didn't have any other number ones making it to the Final Four. I didn't actually have any other. Had them all out by at least most of them out by the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight. Um, yeah, I, um, I didn't think Alabama would make it out of the, I didn't think they'd make it to the lead eight. Um, but either way, you know, it's, it's hard to, to be that top dog for so long throughout the rest of the season. And it's only been a, a chosen few that's kind of made it that long and to kind of win it from, well, they weren't number one from beginning to end, but they were probably more consistently ranked number one than anybody else all season. Um, but I am thrilled that there are no ones. Um, I would have loved to see Princeton do their thing, but you know, you can't be mad that, uh, FAU it was FAU that played Princeton, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you really can't be mad either way, how, how it went down. It's, that's just wanted to show love to Jersey. Uh, <laughs> if Princeton could have pulled it off, but. No, actually, I'm sorry. Um, Princeton lost to Creighton. Oh, Creighton. Well, I would have been happy if Creighton won too. I would not have been to, Creighton. You know, I would love to see squads like when Wichita State was good that one year. I would have loved to see like those types of school make it, kind of win it. So, I'm pulling for the underdog. Which way? I, I'm not going to say who's going to win. I'm just pulling for the underdog. I would. I would just like to say I. I. I would love to prefer to see either San Diego State or FAU win. Unfortunately, it's even going to be the one that has the opportunity to play for it. So, um, though, I, like I said earlier, I would have loved to see the two go head to head if they could have won their games in the final four. But whether here or there, 
All right. So with that being said, moving on to the uh, to the drama that is the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, who the NFL is currently hosting their winter meetings. And Lamar Jackson, you know, everybody keeps saying that if Lamar had an agent, things would have been taken care of and this would have been a done deal. Probably correct. But you can't say this man ain't calculated. He strategically waited till today of all days <laughs> to come out with this tweet to say that he requested a trade back on March 2nd, that the Ravens don't value his worth, and he wants to explore other options. And coincidentally, at said time when the tweet came out, uh, Jim Harbaugh, I'm sorry, John Harbaugh was currently being interviewed <laughs> at the winter meetings, and he was like, yeah, so I haven't seen said tweet, but we want to keep Lamar. <laughs> I'm like, dude, if y'all really wanted to keep Lamar, I've been stressing this since, I don't know, during the season. If you want to keep Lamar, do a short three-year, 150, all guaranteed. Lamar would have signed that in a heartbeat. But the Ravens are cheap. You know, and they're hoping that he would have, so you know, took that three-year 133 and would have been happy. But no, not after what Daniel Jones got. And I'm not saying that I'm not knocking Daniel Jones because, I mean, he he earned his contract and he's getting paid what he earned and what he deserves. But we all know that Lamar is better than Daniel Jones. So why should he put himself in that same level with Daniel Jones? He deserves to be top five. And pay the man the 50 mil. Make it so that there's clauses that, you know, if he doesn't do what he needs to do after year two, cut him, trade him, do whatever, but just make him happy. You know, there's always that clause. I was talking with uh, Frat earlier today. Um, I was saying everybody dog Geno Smith. He had a good, good year and then he signed that three-year $90 million contract. But when you peel back the layers, it's really like a two-year $50-something million contract where he's getting like $51 million of that money guaranteed. <laughs> they could do all types of stuff like that to, 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 to make Lamar happy. And I think they would have signed it. But, you know, the Ravens are, the Ravens are playing uh, chicken and they're trying to see who's going to flinch first. And uh, I think they might have screwed themselves royally in this situation. Shoot, I want to know if Lamar Jackson had somebody at the winter meetings that was like, wait, wait, yo, 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 he about to go on in about 10 minutes. I think so. All right, all right, all right fine. Now, now, do now, do now, do now. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Because it was this way too coincidental that the tweet goes out and then Harbaugh's on TV being interviewed at the same damn time. <laughs> and the media down here has been going nuts. Oh, uh, it, it was it was just great to turn on the radio to 1057 the fans. Shout out to 1057 the fans. And those pundits were just going nuts. Oh the oh my God, Lamar is saying this. I told you, I told you he was gonna do, you know, he didn't want to show up for the for the playoff game and he blah 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 blah. And the writing's been on the wall. And I'm like, hey, pay the man what he's worth. I mean, you wouldn't have this problem. But now the the the, the Ravens are stuck. Especially when they went out there on Friday and signed a free agent wide receiver, and uh, it, it wasn't, uh, it was uh, he just come, he was coming from um, 
the Patriots, but he was a first round pick of the Eagles back in like 2017. I forget his name. Uh, hold on. Uh, wide receiver signed Baltimore. And what happened? He said he uh he said he didn't want to be there. <laughs> uh. Pretty much. Pretty much. Who was it? Oh, Nelson Aguilar. The Ravens signed Nelson Aguilar. All this talent out there. The Ravens just don't don't um don't sign high end talent. And for whatever reason, they're not trying to go out there and get this man the weapons that he needs. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, the whole situation, in my opinion, has been, has been just just very odd, to, to say the least. I mean, the man did win the MVP, and you would have thought that, you know, you just start working on a contract extension around that time, maybe not directly after there, but you would think within that that season after, you might have tried tried to work on a contract extension. Hell, I mean, you look at Jared Goff, you look at Carson Wentz, they got contract extensions very shortly. <laughs> You know, before before they even hit the fourth year, they got their contract extension going into year number three. So Lamar Jackson had to wait, but Lamar Jackson's problem is it's the Ravens. The Ravens won two Super Bowls without your QB being the face of the league or your QB really doing all the work. Those are all defenses. And the Ravens don't pay. And the last time they paid a quarterback a lot of money, they regretted it because <laughs> he was trash after that. So Flacco, um, who, who they paid. So it's like on one side, I give the Ravens is like, well, we've won it without having a big name QB taking all the money. And they're very skeptical about, you know, Lamar Jackson's ability to stay healthy. But on the other hand, you know, you got to get them some talent around them. There's talent out there to be had. I mean, hell, we got Darren Waller. You could have got him. You got DeAndre Hopkins out there who kind of wants to leave. You can get him. You could have got Nelson Aguilar. You could have got Brandon Cooks. I mean, there were some names out there that if you really was serious about putting some weapons around them, a la the same way the Eagles put around Jalen Hurts, and you saw what happened to him, they got him a number one receiver in hell. He was in the Super Bowl about what a quarter from winning the whole damn thing. So it's just, I don't even know how this is going to end up. I mean, now that he says he wants to be traded. The Ravens are, they're, they're, they're in a rock and a hard place. <laughs> they're making it. You, you're spot on about that. Cause right now it's the Ravens are not doing what they're supposed to do to help him out. So you can't be, to be honest, you can't be too surprised the fact that Lamar Jackson was out, uh, especially after the years that of 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 weapons that you quote unquote supplied for him. It wasn't enough. Um, now, granted, I get that Lamar Jackson's health is in question because he doesn't remain healthy. I get that, but at the end of the day, you're not doing anything to protect your quarterback. So if that was the case, then he wouldn't be running, having to scramble all the time on offense, trying to create offense. So I think overall, I think that the Ravens at this particular point, they're not serious in my eyes. And I think that 
at the end of the day, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do at the beginning of the season because Lamar Jackson is not happy. And if Lamar Jackson ain't happy, I don't think he's going to come in at the beginning of the season thinking that everything is going to be okay and we're just going to start a new season and everybody's going to be on the same page. There's so much dysfunction that's going to grow um, if they continue down the path. And they need to do something and do something quick where they're either going to make the situation better for Lamar Jackson or eventually if they're not going to do that, of course, then the other alternative is to find a package or a deal for Lamar Jackson and start new, sort of like a rebuild. Man, look, crazy thing about it is where the Ravens screwed themselves <laughs> is putting that non-exclusive tender on them. <laughs> That's true too. So, cause now any team can come out there and be like, all right, we'll just give you, they can wait till after the draft and then offer whatever two first rounds. And they'll probably have to be the 2020, 24 and 2025 first round picks that they have. So teams are just going to sit by idly wait. Um, one of the teams that I heard rumored was the Indianapolis Colts because they recently signed, I think it was either the offense or the offense coordinator from the Eagles. So you're talking about you put a Lamar in with that offense that they're already, with the weapons that they have, along with Jonathan Taylor at running back. And you put a Lamar at quarterback in that situation? Man, you're talking about some serious, serious, Indianapolis becomes a player in the AFC now. You put Lamar there, and he's healthy, and he actually has some decent talent around him. And just like Earl mentioned with uh, Jalen Hurts, you you put some talent, and you got the right offense. Sky's the limit. So uh, all the teams are just going to sit there and be like, all right, Ravens, you screwed yourself. We're going to make sure we give you some low low draft picks. We're not going to help you in the, in the draft. and uh, we're going to hurt you and, <laughs> and see where this goes. Actually, you know what? The, the, more, the more I was thinking about it just now, because like you said, they signed a, you know, the non-exclusive tag. So either you either Ravens match or they let him walk, but they got to give up two picks. Now, he already talked about he wants to be traded. So if I'm a team. I'm like, if no one offered you a deal yet, it's quite possible no one's going to offer you a deal now. They could just say, you know what? We'll just hold Pat. Ravens either gonna have to come up with some cheddar, or he either doesn't sign a tag, doesn't play, or he signs whatever tag he does sign a tag. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. But then you have to wait to the following season. And then now are you gonna give him another franchise tag? Because now you're gonna have to cough up 50 mil or close to it. And then at that particular point, either you're going to do not another non-exclusive tag or not. And then you could be traded, but either way, I'm like this. If anybody was going to offer them a deal, they would have done it already. True. I think Lamar sitting, if he doesn't get a deal, only hurts his value moving forward. I do agree. So he Lamar is stuck. The Ravens is stuck. And the NFL is just sitting back like the rest of the team is sitting back like, all right, we're gonna play this out. We're gonna slow play it. You know. Um, because personally, if I were if I were another squad 
if the Ravens offered three years, 133, look, this pony on the extra two, uh, nine mil a year, let's get the man three, 150. We'll give up two first. And whatever it is after the draft, that team probably, if he goes to a team that has some decent talent and a good defense, will probably make the playoffs, which means the Ravens are stuck with a, with a draft pick in the low 20s. Maybe maybe the you know high 20s, low 20s, and maybe even the 30s, depending if they they get all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's one way you can screw the Ravens if you decide. But I I think he would be perfectly fine with a three-year 150. And you know that's what? It. At the end of the day, the Ravens might be in such a bad spot, they're going to have to give him the money. Because if they're not getting any... He's going to play out one of two ways. Either someone's going to give him the picks, which no one has yet, or they're going to have to be forced to give him this money. Right. And if they don't, then you, like you said, if they if they keep a tag on him, he might not sign him. That may or may, that, that may not hurt him. But if he goes out there and plays, then he's going to walk into the um, Kirk Cousins realm. Because then if he plays on a... His, exclusive franchise tag the next year are you going to franchise tag him again if he doesn't get hurt and he still has in the top 10 of stats if he bets on him i mean look perfect perfect thing and um aaron judge bet on himself Mm -hmm. and the yankees (laughs) every home run he got closer to that record Yankees knew it. It was ten million had to pay. Ten million had to pay. So they, <laughs> so they wound up going a clear what a hundred million more than they probably would have really wanted to. I that's mean, the that's the Lamar, price you got to pay. Lamar Jackson could look at it that way if they can't get a deal done and bet on himself. But a lot of people are going to say, "Don't do it. Don't go out on the field." And to a certain degree, yes. I mean, it's thirty-two mil. It's not forty, forty-five, or fifty. But you're right, Ace. Someone's going to blink. It's either going to be the Ravens or it's going to be Lamar. And the rest of the league is just sitting back here and saying, and, and Lamar can't, and Lamar can't risk getting seriously injured, where he would really diminish his value going into. You know, he tears ACL or he messes up his knee somewhere. He's done. Yep. Because they already say that he can't. He's not accurate as a passer, so he's not going to be able to develop into that drop back passer. So I, I guess he's looking out for his best interest, but in he the better, same sense. He better go to wherever Jalen Hurts went <laughs> last off season, <laughs> get with that trainer and um and get and get him up to speed. Right. Get his get his weight up a little bit, you know, get get a little bit stronger and uh, below the waist. Take those hits. The question is really whether or not he's gonna it like you said, I think the question is more so whether he has the is he really going to consider? Is he really seriously considering the future, uh, his future, um, in doing that? I think that that's really what's important. I think he wants to secure the bag, and right. he's trying to secure the most that he could possibly get without having to pay the agents two percent or three percent of what they owe. You know what he what he gets. I ain't so mad I at him, but I'm you not. know. But the agent would definitely best if he had one. I think he would best advise him his you know, the, the positives about doing certain things, or at least advise them the right way to do it, I should say. Or or Lamar could be, Lamar could pull up Mahomes and say, look, 
pay me this ridiculous contract, but backload the hell out of it and make me the franchise of the damn uh, of the team. Let's let's keep it moving. But again, the Ravens are still cheap, and I did, somewhere down the line, the Ravens are going to have to shell out some huge money. <laughs> don't want to do it. <laughs> right now, I'm pretty sure they're thinking of um, what's his backup, Tyler. Tyler Huntley. As um, well, let's see. Let's consider him being a poor man's Lamar Jackson from Ooh. a money standpoint. If Tyler, if Tyler Huntley didn't fumble the ball on the goal line against the Cincinnati Bengals and they would have won, and, and let's say hypothetically they would have got to the AFC Championship game, that would put a lot of pressure on the negotiations because Ravens could have been like, he's cheaper. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you walk. You know? He doesn't have your same skill sets, but he has very similar skill sets mm-hmm. right which anything is possible <laughs> exactly i'm pretty sure that they eyeing him right now saying hmm, we're gonna have like, to like you stay healthy sir you stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know at those owner meetings everybody just looking at you know you know you know the browns owners like you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> no you can't even sit with us you sit by yourself <laughs> you and the, you and the Cardinals owner sit by your goddamn self. Probably over there cussing about anything, bro. <laughs> well, fellas, it's about that time. Uh, so much more to talk about, but we'll we'll catch up with it next week. So, with no further ado, where can folks uh, find you? Find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Gram, uh, and not TikTok. Uh, Je Ross, the number seven. Yeah, that'd be interesting if you was on TikTok. No, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter, and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Cat Daddy One Nine Six Three. That's Cat Daddy One Nine Six Three on Twitter. Get back so on folks, Instagram. No sir. No, sir. <laughs> well, folks, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, sending out all your thanks and your support and this, uh, this being there viewing and, and liking everything that you see out there we really appreciate it uh, just to let you know this is our new time our new date we are now officially moving to Mondays uh, just due to life life just happens so this is our new day and it's liable to change at any other particular time so this is what it is right now so again we thank everyone uh, we appreciate you we love you and until next week, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports.